0: right club be the right club today
1: yes. well, I mean, that's better than most How about him that is better than most better than most Expect anything different
2: Ladies and gentlemen welcome back to the No Laying Up podcast That's right this is not Solly, it is your substitute teacher Neil here joined by my esteemed colleagues, Mr. Big Randy Randall, how are you this beautiful sunday
0: i'm good i'm I'm so happy you know you walk in, didn't get the homework done last night, but you see the substitute in there, and you it, I just feel like I'm off the hook today. I'm sitting in the wrong seat. It's just we're acting a fool on you today,
2: Neil well, you know I'd love to fire up the uh the v h s tape and and uh keep the class quiet, but we got a lesson plan to get through. Also joined by Kevin Van Volkenberg, KVV. What's going on in Baltimore?
1: Sunny day in Baltimore. Uh, Still a little bit of, uh, you know, crispy weather. That's uh, perfect for golf. So after we get done with this, I might sneak out big when you, when you had a substitute back in the day, did you ever switch names, switch desks? Did you ever pull any of those shenanigans or were you more well-behaved? I was pretty well-behaved actually, if I'm
0: being honest, we may have sat in some Wrong seats, but I—I I don't. I wasn't the ringleader of any of that stuff, but I probably went along with it. Bangalang,
2: who keeps yelling "bangalang" from the back of the class? What's what's going on? Pipe down, back there. <laughs> are you on the class list? Who are you, sir? Yeah. What if
1: I just pretended to be the role of TC today, just firing like you know? terrible, but excellent takes <laughs> right and left. And it's just the teacher wouldn't know who, whether I was TC or not. The
2: TC's out. he's on. A, it's a sick day. Thank God for the substitute. Doesn't have to, doesn't have to worry about getting off topic. Uh, also want to thank our friends over at FootJoy. You know the benefits of having FootJoy on your feet, but with the Thermo Series layering system, you can play more golf in more conditions to extend your season. The Thermo Series is the most advanced apparel layering system in golf. Anyone who lives or plays anywhere cold Knows it's all about having the right layers. Guys, it's getting cold up here in New York. Uh, I've got a couple of the Thermo Series. I got a jacket. I got a vest. Can't wait to bust those out. It, It is vesting season, Randy. This collection was made specifically for golf, designed to work together so you can easily layer up or down as conditions change. The base layer is excellent, made for golf to keep you warm, but also to give you the full mobility you need to swing freely, no matter what layer you put on over it or how many. You'll be comfortable all day long. PC put the whole system to work uh, during the recent Film Room series in Scotland. Uh, You can find that on our YouTube channel or on our website. Search for When Revelation Comes. Uh, The vests and hoodies are no-brainers, but don't sleep on the pants and jacket as well. So many ways to layer up and down. This is technically advanced gear packed with performance stretch materials designed for the golf swing while providing warmth and comfort, which means even when the temperature drops, you can take it low as well. So go to footjoy.com, stock up on those layers, and be prepared for anything. With the thermo series, as the day evolves, you can evolve with it. I also want to shout out the new FootJoy uh, fall collection we have in the NLU Pro Shop. So, a lot, lot of good stuff going on with our friends at FootJoy. Um, all right, fellas, let's take Neil, it. Have you tri- go ahead? Have, have you tried the the thermal gloves that they have?
1: Not. I just got into the thermal gloves. It's you know, if you're a true sicko and you want to play golf when it's
2: forty degrees, they're incredible. The, the uh, I mean, it's it's the the vest for me has been. Uh, a a crucial piece up here in New York. Randy, let's take around the golf world. Colin Morikawa runs away with the Zozo Championship over in Japan. We'll get to that here shortly. Minji Lee wins the BMW Ladies Championship in Korea. She holds off Allison Lee uh, in a playoff out out in uh, Siwan Valley Country Club. And I just watched Adrian Moronk snatch another win on the DP World Tour at the Estrella Dom Andalusia Masters. Birdie the 17th hole to take the lead from Maddie Schmidt, who was trying to become the 17th first-time winner on the DP World Tour this year. How about that? Uh, And of course, of course, we have the Live Golf Team Championship Finals down in Miami. Uh, Final round teeing off in about an hour. Yes, that's right. We're recording a little earlier today so that the boys can watch some NFL football. I feel like I've been on the road uh, most of the last two months, so I can't wait. To get to the couch and put red zone on uh but let's start with the zozo i got a question for you both before we dive into to colin morikawa's six shot victory uh do you guys know what is what is zozo do you know what the business does i do not oh maybe an insurance broker of some kind Okay, insurance broker randy what do you have
0: uh, if I had to guess, I'd say some nebulous holding company that has its hands in a lot of different things. Insurance, electronics, uh, commercial real estate, who knows what. Defense contracts. Casting a wide yeah. net
2: there, Randall. Uh, Zozo is actually an e-commerce platform in Japan. Uh, Ooh, and they okay. actually specialize in e-commerce technology. So, you know, some, uh, what do they call it, uh, AR what is that? All, uh, augmented reality stuff, you know, sizing apps, things of that nature. Uh, didn't know that. Looked it up last night. I actually caught the, uh, the last nine holes uh, of the final round last night after I got beaten Settlers of Catan. Uh, I poured myself a whiskey and I, uh, I, I watched things till about 2.30 in the morning. It was, uh, it was a little snooze fest. Uh, Colin Morikawa started two back after 54 holes and then he charged to a six shot. Victory with a final round bogey free 63, playing in the second to last group. So that's always weird when the, the leader, you know, is six shots clear and we still got to wait for that final group to come up the fairway. Um, he birdied the last hole as well, beat Bo Hostler and country music sensation Eric Cole, uh, who came uh, in T2. Uh, Justin Suh was actually the 54 uh, hole leader. He had a tough day, finished with a four over 74 to finish T10. Randy, let's go to you first. Morikawa victory, uh, his sixth. What does that make you feel?
0: A sixth on the PGA Tour. It makes me feel good. You know, I, I get a lot of crap from. I feel like DJ and Tron specifically. I've I've staked my claim. I wouldn't say I've staked my reputation, but I've certainly staked a claim to Morikawa over the years. Listen, I I think this is a good win, a, an important win for him. He'd had a. A good season really a better season than I would have imagined in 2022 2023 but just couldn't get over the hump couldn't get a victory so this is his first win in a decent amount of time to do it running away going away I think is uh, somewhat of a a new thing for him I I just think uh, listen golf and Men's golf, in particular, is is a little bit more interesting when Morikawa is winning tournaments and playing like he showed this week. I, I don't know, you know, when you win two majors as early as he did, you get excited. I, I think he's somebody we look to that we're, we're hoping joins the ranks of you know that that upper echelon and. I think on the backs of winning the British and the PGA, he was he was there. He deserved to be there, but has kind of become not a forgotten man, but has just kind of gotten passed by a little bit and um, somebody that's easily forgettable at times. And so, good win for him. I know this isn't like the most important win. It's it's kind of this new PGA Tour fall season. But I, I think it's great, and hopefully, it's a sign of things to come. You know, if he can start picking them off here at a somewhat regular clip, he's right in that conversation amongst the top two, three guys in the world, in my opinion.
1: KVV, you know, Neil, I was thinking about this back when we were sort of big on the you know that artist mechanic thing about whether uh, whether you know Mark Howe is, is an artist or a mechanic, and I, I was throwing out that idea of like you know he he ought to just stick to the things that he's good at, right? Just hitting butter fades all day, uh, trusting that always and always, and it seems like there are times when he's all in on that, and then there seems like there's other times when he's like, kind of wants to work it both ways, or sort of feels like he's just not getting enough out of that, and I don't, I, I wish Colin Markow made me feel more things, right? Because he's just so freaking talented, but it just, when he does well, it sometimes feels like rooting for a machine. Like, he, there's just not a ton of Personality there, uh I wish he would. So I know that he's very smart. He's very like analytical. I just wish he would sort of open up a little bit of that side more. You know, I was listening to the press conference of the one afterwards, and they're asking him, you know, hey, did you figure out something? And he's like, yeah, I, I really picked up something this week. uh Caddy and I were like on the range talking about. And we we're like, that's it. That's the key. We're gonna trust. And he did the thing that he always does, which is like, well, can you expound on that? No, no, no. I'm just gonna keep that to myself. I'm like, come on, man. Like, th- no one can steal your secrets. In golf, it's not like you know John Rahm is going to be like you know I was I was listening to Colin and I picked up this thing he's doing now I'm going to do it and I'm going to dominate him, and so I just wish that there wasn't that sort of wall up all the time around him because the talent is so immense. I mean, we were talking; Soli being not here would would really want me to emphasize this is his best season statistically in data golf, uh, which seems weird to me that you know he's gone 27 months without a win. And yet, like his stats are better all around, but the highs just haven't quite come at the right moments. So, I wish I felt deeply about Colin Marcal, but I, I don't know that I do. And just to put a just to put a fine
0: point on those stats, you know, from the PGA Tour, just looking at strokes gained stuff. I, I mean, he's tenth total strokes gained uh, on on the season, but when you break it down into the components, tee to green, he's fourth off the tee, nineteenth approach he's second but it's around the green and putting that's been his uh bugaboo at least this past season he's 94th strokes gained around the green and one hundred eleventh strokes gained putting so uh, certainly kvv like you said a guy that's just striping the ball t to green uh but has not has not done enough with with the flat stick to to cash in any wins until today
2: Well, some of it to me is like, it's, it's the, the, the numbers speak for themselves, but the, I mean, we, we joke about the eye test, but it's like the anecdotal stuff that sticks with me is like watching that final round last night, he makes it look so easy when things are going well, including with the putter. Like sometimes it's like, Oh my God, he's just rolling everything in. Like even his you know, the putts that he misses, they're all burning the edge. So he's, he's very, He's like the microwave man with with the putter. And when that's cooking, it's like, oh, God, why doesn't he win more? But there's some things that when it doesn't go well, like the, my lasting memory of Morikawa, whether this is fair or not, is that, you know, flub chip at at uh, Kapalua in January. You know, he, had, he was winning that tournament from basically for 71 holes, and then Rom just came and snatched it from him. And that just felt it's like, stole, oh, stole. man, what a tough yeah. way to start the season off. But then you go back and you look at the the stats, six top tens, uh, lost in a playoff at Rocket Mortgage against Ricky, you know, another close call. I think he was solo third at, at Farmers. So there's a lot of really good golf being played, but when it doesn't go his way, it's almost in a, a public way, like that flub chip where you're like, oh man, that's just, that, that's what sticks with me instead of like the just consistently good golf.
1: Big, you've had some adventures with the putting grip. You've tried some different things. Could you trust a man who punts puts with a pencil grip like for to to be a truly dominant player
0: i <laughs> who i mean uh, who really knows but i i think where my mind goes is it feels like somebody that can catch a feeling and get really hot with the flat stick and when he does it's like look out because if if the ball striking does Anywhere close to, you know, kind of what he's capable of. He's going to win golf tournaments when he's putting the ball well. But yeah, he strikes me as somebody that's just not going to string together week after week after week the most consistent putting performances necessarily. Um, But I am glad he's like gotten to the pencil grip, right? I, I feel like a lot of guys, women spend so much time just being bad putters with conventional grips. Um I, I, I do think like radically changing it to something like the pencil grip and like getting whole new feels is a important step. So yeah, I I I I guess I come back to I'm not sure if he's ever gonna be among the best putters in the world over the course of a season, but he can certainly be that over four days. And and when he is, he can he can beat anybody when right. when the ball is striking's there.
2: Broader question here though. About and we're doing this 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 questions live for you the the pencil or the claw grip, Fleetwood I, it, Morikawa Phil yeah. at times who, who am I missing is there anybody who is the best putter with that grip because those three guys I think of like ooh things get a little weird like Fleetwood doesn't he he's gone to the claw but like I wouldn't say it saved his putting is is that grip has that grip turned anyone into a good putter or has it made him just a less bad putter is my question
1: I think. I think it did for phil like if you look at phil's putting stats he legitimately became a better putter as he got older and some of that was going to the like setting up conventional and then the last second go into the pencil grip but he didn't always do it like he when he won the pga he literally only did the pencil lip grip like on one hole of the 72 holes uh, i think it was like the set hole 17 but i i do think overall it made him a better putter but in total i god i don't know i mean Chris DeMarco's weirdo grip springs to mind as like one that, but that, that's more of a reverse claw.
2: Yeah. I, we're probably I missing I, uh, somebody, but I'm just, because well, the reason I bring it up is when people go to the arm lock putter, it's a career changer, right? You look at somebody like Keegan or even Ricky and Wyndham Clark with this putter that, that longer putter that they're using. So the, and the, and the broomstick too, like Randy, you were talking to your guy, Stu Hagestad about how it almost changed his, his, you know, his career. Um, oh, as a high level yeah. amateur, and so and yeah. and the 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 broomstick like Adam Scott, I think it's he's become a better putter with that. But I I can't really think of anyone, and I'd encourage people to reach out if if I'm missing somebody where that claw grip has made them has really changed made the putting a strength instead of of, of less of a weakness is what I'm getting at. Uh,
0: I I was just kind of looking up quick search while you were asking that question. I, another guy I would throw in there is Sergio. Okay, I, I think he he pretty famously went to the, I don't know if it's a pencil. If if I'm being a hundred percent honest guys, I don't really know the difference between the pencil and the claw. And the saw, there's also the saw grip and the saw. Yeah. You know, I know it's all got something to do with like which fingers you place on the, the grip and obviously where it's positioned, but they're all pretty similar. I don't know if, if, if I can buy some time here, uh, like did Sergio's putting stats have have they kind of gotten
1: better over the course of his career? I don't know offhand. It got real bad for a little bit. And then remember he was like putting with his eyes closed and doing the claw at the masters. I still don't I still kind of want like a Mythbusters episode on whether Sergio putted with his eyes closed that entire master's run, which he claims uh, when he won it. i I don't know that I believe that, but uh, more power to him if he did. That's that's truly sick. Neil, I have a question. What kind of settlers like a ton player do you think Colin Morikawa would be?
2: Oh man. Um I mean, I think he's playing. I don't think he's chasing dev cards. Uh I think he's 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 trying to build build cities, man. I think he's just trying to mm-hmm. to, to uh fairways and greens, like play the standard way. Um okay. I worry a little bit that he might be chasing the longest road, which is often a road to nowhere uh you got to be careful with those two victory points but i think you try to you know play the game like as as it was instructed you know what i'm saying like the uh the blueprint for the game like okay no i'm gonna build a bunch of settlements and i'm trying to build cities on these i would watch that
1: as like a spin-off of tgl uh (laughs) bj players playing settlers Settlers
2: i love that game i can't get enough of it It's it's great it's awesome yeah so
0: at the risk of interrupting, sorry, I found some Sergio stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, You're never interrupting. I just felt that was an important diversion for the for a moment there to to go off. But go ahead, ready. Well, just looking at the data golf page and and Sergio's overall putting, like he's really fluctuated. Right, he he had a horrible year way back in two thousand and four, two thousand and five, two thousand six. He's still a negative putter. Flips it in two thousand seven. Is pretty neutral the next few years. Has one bad year in twenty ten, but then has a run. 2012 through 2015 where he's positive strokes gained overall putting and then reverts back in 2016 and really 2016 through 21 he's negative strokes gained putting and then had a slightly positive 2022 so I guess all that's to say listen if if I think if if you get to the point where you're doing the pencil, the claw, you know, what all of these grips, you're obviously searching for something. You're not just like a naturally great or even very good putter. And so I think that just leads itself to there's going to be fluctuations. You're going to get hot. I mean, even anecdotally in my own game, right, there are times where I'm like, damn, dude, I can't miss. Right. And the claw feels good. And then I go through valleys where I'm like, I don't think I can hit a putt straight right now. Um, so I, I think, I guess that's a little bit what I'm afraid. Like I feel like that's just going to be Morikawa's career, right? He's he's never going to be among the best putters. It's it's always just going to be a matter of like, well, is he putting it well? If he is, he's got a chance to win. However many times the putter's hot. Um, Which is,
2: you know, the blueprint for winning six times on the PGA Tour is just, be yeah, number one or two or in the top five of strokes gained approach. And then hopefully your putter gets hot.
0: Give yourself chances. Yeah. I know that's why I was going to say. It's it's not a bad formula, you know, in terms of like trying to build the type of player that can win events. It's it's not bad. It's uh, certainly better than being that, a demon putter and hitting the ball like mm-hmm. shit. Right.
1: I, I don't think anybody quite wants to go that route. It's kind of the Bo Hossler route. Like if you looked at his stats, like he is a truly below average, like bottom of the barrel approach player. And is like a really great putter. And he's a dude who's hanging on the fringes of, you know, the 125, like it's never quite built off of the college success to be like a a legitimately great or even good BJ tour player.
2: You definitely would rather have the, the approach player. Well, uh, that's a great transition KVV because notable finish Bo Hossler comes in second at Zozo buried the 72nd hole to shoot even par and solidify the 51st spot on the FedEx cup fall standings list. What does that mean? Do you guys have any idea what this does for for Mr. (laughs) Bo? Can I phone? I wish I, can I phone a friend? We're solid. (laughs) It's uh, it, well, it pretty much locks up his spot in quote, what we're, I guess we're calling the next 10. So the guys in the 51 to 60 section of the FedEx cup standings, uh, here in, in the fall season, are now eligible after the RSM, so after uh, the Sea Island event, are eligible to play in the first two signature events. So the AT and T Pro Am and the Genesis, not Century, because that's only for guys that won last season, but is also a signature event. So uh, I think Bo finished uh, seventh at the Shriners and then T two here. So he's playing some pretty good golf. He still has not has yet to win in his career, but he seems to be stringing together some good uh, good finishes. And now he gets a couple looks at a, a signature event in January.
1: Uh, when I said that he was a below average approach player, I actually overrated him in that sense. Uh, this is sort of our friend Sean Martin said that over the last five seasons and strokes gained, he's third in putting, with a minimum of 200 rounds, and DFL last in approach wow. play. Like He's uh.
2: essentially the worst approach player on the I, PGA. What a stressful way games. to play golf for a living. <laughs> yeah. To just like, man, I cannot yeah. hit the green, but I'm going to get up and down from everywhere. That's crazy. That's I a stressful respect for that. That's so stressful.
0: And then the other way drives Dude. you insane when yeah. you hit 17 greens and can't make any putts, you know, it's like pick your poison.
2: Yeah, I know because you can tell like more call gets frustrated when it's like, why, why am I not winning more? He almost feels the same way. I'm like, Why can't I get the ball in the hole? <laughs> right. Right.
1: I, I feel like this fall season is like a really interesting test, right. Of like these points, In theory, don't matter, but also kind of matter for these guys' individual careers. Like, we're not going to see any of these guys get themselves into the designated events by winning these things like that. What we used to, Uh, you know, they still get masters sort of entries with these wins. I I just don't know, like, what to think. I I think by the time we get to January or whatever, February, when the real season starts to flip over, we're just going to have a much better grasp of, like, all right, is it okay that like we essentially have An off-season of golf tournaments that doesn't matter for the fans. That just if you're a true like sicko, you're going to tune into this as like background noise. But otherwise, uh, unless you're betting on them, what are you? Why are you watching?
2: Well, I think the argument is that so it's a little confusing. But I think the top fifty from last year's FedEx Cup standings are all in the signature events. So that the ten events starting in January, and then there's this the next ten list. So if you get into that in the fall series, if you get into this like 51 to 60 realm, those 10 guys also get in. And then, you know, depending on exemptions and stuff, uh, because I think these signature events are supposed to be 70 to 80 guys. Um, So I think it could get interesting as the season goes along to see like almost the relegation of guys, you know, so Bo Hosser gets into these first two, but that's no guarantee that he's not going to be in all 10. He doesn't have exemptions. So it's like he's played his way into two of them. He plays well at those then hopefully he stays inside that top 60 um you know in in the FedEx the new 2024 FedEx Cup standings but the fact that we're using both last year's results and then now like the seasons turned over with the fall the FedEx fall standings it makes it confusing makes it harder for a fan to to understand the the juice right like it's just like i don't know you know i guess we're going to brand it the next 10 so that's what i should care about so i agree with you it it should be you know, it's guys playing for their card still. So like Min Wu Lee had, had a, an awesome event. He finishes uh, T6 fine around 65. Um, so he is now 94th on the standings list. The top 125 get their tour card. So he's kind of played himself here in the fall. As long as he avoids massive disaster before the RSM, like he's got his card locked up for 2024. So, and you can see if you go to the PGA Tours website, that's, those are kind of the stories, the articles that they're they're featuring is like, hostler minwoo lee um you know guys that are, are playing their way into uh good standing for next year
1: i feel like maybe our site's editorial director should write some sort of explainer for this since we'll be pointing back to this many times of like what does the fall season mean and we could just be like oh we'll check out this uh this q a that we did here what we used to do on the explaining the merger stuff i think that'd be a good
2: uh, primer. Listen, that for would be fans to be like very yeah. informative uh we'll send a note Let's see. We'll go. We'll keep keep rolling down here at the Zozo. Robbie Shelton shot a final round 65 to jump up to fourth place. So he had uh, one of the rounds of the day and then good final rounds from three Japanese players. Uh, Rio Ishikawa, 67 for a T4. Kensei Hirata, 66 for a T6. And Rio Hitsatsune I God, I thought I was gonna get through those three. I was really trying to test myself there. Sixty six for a T six. Uh, so it's good to see some uh some Japanese flags on the leaderboard. The the Ryo Ishikawa is
0: a
1: blast from the past. Truly. Uh wasn't he shot fifty eight when he was eighteen or something and it was like, you know, gonna be the, the Japanese tiger and uh it's just sort of kind of meandered around his entire career. Yeah, he I mean a lot
0: of I I just know he was very ballyhooed uh, starting like 2009, 2010. Um, Mm -hmm. He's only 32 now looking up his, his profile. But yeah, you're exactly right. I'm like, I feel like I used to like that. That name used to mean something. Yeah. In May of 2010, in the final round of the crowns, he shot a 12 under 58 to win the tournament by five strokes. Uh, the 58 was the lowest score ever carded in a Japanese golf tour event.
1: So I feel like he was supposed to be Hideki before Hideki. Like he, he
0: was going to be that as a
1: teenager. Yeah, you're
0: exactly dude. right. Yep.
2: Well, some home game models here in the final round. Uh, and watching the the event, the course seemed to be playing pretty hard. Other than Morikawa running away with it on Sunday, the, the scoring was you know most guys are, didn't didn't get to 10 under. Um, and then a tough day for a lot of guys at the top of the leaderboard falling back down. Uh, JJ Spawn respawned here final round 68 for a T6 finish uh, and then tough final rounds for Emiliano Griot and Justin Suh Suh was uh, had the 54 hole lead finished T10 with uh, four over in his final round. Uh, all right,
1: Justin Suh's been playing some golf, I gotta say, but he just can't quite f- close yet. I mean, he's he's definitely like reemerged as. A legitimately decent player, but he keeps having these kind of stinky final rounds that make him tumble down the board.
2: So I got Rio a couple of discussion too. questions for you guys. Um, do you expect a better, worse, or you going better? Are you buying, selling, or, or holding uh, for a 2024 season on on these four guys? Colin Morikawa, think better season, worse season, similar season. Randy, what say you?
0: I think it's going to be a better... I think it's going to be a better season in the sense that I, I feel like he's going to win. Um, I, I guess I would expect for his ball striking to be pretty similar. He's 26 years old. You know, This is prime time of his career. So I, I don't expect the ball striking to take a step backward. I expect him to nab a win or two. It'd be great if he could get in contention at a major so i'm i'm buying on colin i'm I'm still bullish kvv i'm buying too
1: i think honestly like mark Howell would be a sneaky masters pick uh you know you don't have to putt that well to win the masters which i feel like maybe most people understand now but it's still kind of like one of those enduring myths that's like oh if you just bolster like nobody puts truly great at the masters because those screens are so tricky and hard to figure out but you know his last two finishes the were you know solo fifth when he chipped in right in front of Rory in that uh, or um, sort of at the bunker on eighteen and then and he was t ten last year. Uh, I, I could see very much Morikawa like you know winning
2: twice, but one of those is a major this year, so I'm buying. Okay, I feel like I would buy two, but I it almost feels like it would be a disappointing season if he doesn't win a major. Is that are we at that point in his career? I think. That's that's kind of my feeling. It's like, oh, if he goes and wins a couple signature events, do I feel like that's underachieving? I think I. I feel like if he contends, uh, a couple of signature like events
0: is nothing to sneeze at. But yeah, yeah, I, I'm with KVV where he's going. He he's got to put himself in
1: real contention at at least mm-hmm. a major. Yeah, it's he's too like his elevated profile of winning two majors at such a young age puts him in that category of like if he doesn't contend, it feels super disappointing. So maybe a, a you know a fifth place and a an relevant fifth is kind of meaningless. But if you're around the lead on Saturday and you're in the mix and somebody snatches it from you, that's still a successful major, I think. But if you're if you're just finishing like meaningless, can't lay t tens, then I, I'm not uh, I'm not in it.
2: And some of it is just he set the bar so high for himself. He wins five times mm-hmm. in twenty-four months coming out on tour. Two of those being majors, and it's like when that momentum starts to stall out, you're almost it. It, it makes me as a golf fan say, "What's wrong with you?" You know, where it's like, damn, I mean, he still won six times in his first four years on tour. It's it's I'd say that's a pretty, uh, pretty good pace right there. It's remarkable,
0: and even I think people forget about you know he started his career making twenty-two consecutive cuts. On tour, which is second all time to Tiger, who has the record at 25 to start a career. I mean, there are very good reasons to have been excited about Morikawa, right? And and the way he wins two majors quickly, picks up a, a few more tour wins. I, I mean, he's a guy that, again, if, if he were to win a major in 2024, all of a sudden that gives him three and that mm. separates him from you know the the JT some some of his uh, peers you know that that third major is a, is a very very big one uh, everyone's a big one as I listen to myself say that but just in terms of his standing in the game if he could get to three I mean that's 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 huge
2: as a as a twenty six year old I I love yeah. him said, winning is it, it for me it's this Hovland versus Morikawa like same class coming out on tour hovland had a you know what you'd say is a much better year but still hasn't won a major but i'm really excited to watch those two uh progress and see you know who kind of Um, takes that that mantle from that class of uh of pga tour rookie
1: yeah whose career would you rather have at this point jt's or more like if they both quit playing golf or if like going forward I think going forward, I think they both won two majors. JT's won more regular season things. He's been more of a, a Ryder Cup stalwart, although the last one certainly did not, uh, you know, enhance that uh, as much as we thought it might. Uh, but you know, who who would you want? They're they're similarly like yeah. talented players, I think, in terms of that you know top five percent of talent. And I guessing it, it maybe struck me when you said like if he gets that third major, he moves ahead of JT. They, you know, JT had took a longer gap between his two majors. Uh, Morikawa sort of knocked them off real early, quickly in the first two years. So I I guess I'm just curious,
2: who who would you be buying going forward more, JT or Morikawa? It's got to be Morikawa. Some of that's unfair, though, because I think it's an age thing because he's younger. Mm -hmm. But I I do feel like his game probably, it feels a little bit more sustainable um, or has more Mm -hmm. upside, I guess. He just feels more consistent. Mm -hmm. You know, JT's... It always been an excellent ball striker, but he seems like things get a little squirrelier for him, uh, especially off the tee. So I, I feel like like long-term, I feel like Morikawa's got a, a chance to have the better career. I think okay. I'd rather
0: have Colin as well. I mean, the age, you can't ignore being, what, three, four years younger. Um, mm-hmm. I just think the ball striking is what it is. Uh, and y- you just hear people gush over, Morikawa's iron play and what a what an awesome kind of pillar to to have and I think JT is just it's just always inconsistent too inconsistent for my liking and and I don't necessarily outside of team competitions I don't really trust JT in those biggest spots I I don't know
2: yeah I'm I would co-sign that Randy that's kind of my feeling too um more college just feels a lot more sustainable um hmm. in, especially like in those big moments and, and- last just last thing on jade
1: on uh excuse me mark how neil i don't know if you saw he's like using a driver from like three four generations ago taylor driver i always love it when players are just like fed up with like their current equipment or like no i'm just going back to what i trust the old school stuff like i i don't know it's just like a an int- I would love it when they go to japan and they're like all right not that many people watching I'm putting the old trusty in yeah. the bag.
2: I'm just gonna, I'm gonna pound <laughs> I'm face. Gonna Go in by six shots. <laughs> it's
0: a, it's a really uh, interesting. You know, just thinking about JT, he put it at worse than Morikawa this year, and, and so he, he, and he didn't hit it quite as well. I mean, JT hits the ball pretty well, but the, they're the, they they've kind of mirrored each other at least over this last year where they they hit the ball pretty good. Colin hits it a little bit better. And they both putted it very poorly, and JT's putted it even poorer than Morikawa. So I, I guess I'd be very curious what we see of JT next year, and if he starts, you know, going to a pencil or a claw, or if he starts
1: exploring some
2: alternate grips. JT
1: might be too proud. It yeah. might be like that. Might be it, seem extremely uncool unbecoming to him. Yeah, so, I'm not. No, I don't exactly. need that. Are
2: you kidding me? I don't. I don't
0: need to save my putting. What are you talking about? I know we're spending a lot of time more call with it but just to put a fine point on like what a third major would where that would put him right. It would it would put him past JT. It would tie him with Spieth. And of course, we know Spieth hasn't won a major now in a very long time. Uh, it would put him past John Rahm. Currently, it would. Uh, I, I just think he would become behind Brooks Kepka. It's like all of a sudden, Cor- Collins. Really the most decorated current American player that's really in his prime. You know, I know yeah. Phil's still still playing Tiger will show up every now and again, but I, I just think that's like the, the, the narrative on Colin could change really quickly if, if he were to win a major. so yeah. I, I, which makes me excited about him.
2: All right, gentlemen, one more uh, question for you. Who wins first? Eric Cole, Bo Hostler or Justin Suh? God. I, I apologize to Eric Cole.
1: I'm not really familiar with your game. Uh like he's been country music sensations. Uh, nice. <laughs> can you imagine being Eric Cole and being like, why do they keep calling me a country just music? Just because sensation? It, I, I just started calling him that because no. his name sounds like a country music star. It's oh, literally that's totally. I, I not, why we not anything else. I know why we call him that. I just I have to imagine that Eric Cole is baffled by such <laughs> things, unless he's like a you know, big country nineties country music guy. I would probably go Cole. Like I I've seen just enough of him to sort of feel like he is in, uh, maybe he's a poor man. Max's Homa. Like he just took him a little bit longer to sort of find a game. That's uh, you know, a PJ tour quality level. And he was, he was bouncing around on the corn the Ferry tour for a while until last year. And I, I feel like he's showing enough, like every time he's in contention that I feel like he's, He's a decent enough player. I, I, don't, I don't know how you can win if you're Hostler hustler and you just are such a bad iron player. And and Suh obviously has some closing issues at the moment. I mean, Suh to me it strikes me as the most talented of those three. He was like a really good amateur. Uh, one of the better, like I had a really good college career. But I I, I guess I got to go Eric Cole. Randy? <laughs>
2: <coughs> uh,
0: yeah, I don't have, uh, I, I don't feel confident about my answer, but I think I would lean to Justin Suh. Just because I feel like he's okay. he's sniffing around, like KVV said, he's he's maybe got a little bit more pedigree. Um, I, I I feel like he's got the juice to to go out and win something here soon.
2: I am I'm buying all the Eric Cole stock. I'm been really really impressed with a guy that just j- kind of hopped on the scene out of nowhere. Apparently, he won like a gabillion mini tour events. So it's a guy that knows how to win. Mm-hmm um which true. is which is not nothing right i know it's a lot different to win on the, on the big tour than it is to win mini tour events but it, it feels like he he struggled to get to the tour and he's made the most six top tens this year i just i constantly see his name on the leaderboard uh made the fedex yeah. cup playoffs like he's just he seems like he's he's comfortable now that he's made it it's like one of those guys that it's like the definition of it's really hard to make the big leagues, but then it's it's easy to keep your card. You, or a lot easier to keep your card than get your card. And I think Eric Cole is going to be around for a long time. Um, I would agree with you. It seems like Saw so has, you know, I think he murders the ball off the tee. He's got, got kind of that prototypical bomb and gouge tour game. But um, I don't know. I think Eric Cole feels like the most complete player. I think he's going to have a big – I'm buying him for 2024. I think he keeps it rolling next year.
0: I, I think you're exactly right in that Eric Cole's game, the stats would I are flashing brightly that Eric Cole is on a different level than both Saw and Hostler. Just well rounded. Eric, Eric Cole, is like
2: a well rounded golfer in, in every he, way. He
0: he does not get off the t- so his weakness is at least in strokes gained is off the tee, but his approach play, his his putting, his around the green, all very very good. Um, whereas, Su, uh, actually Su is an excellent putter. Like you said, Neil, he, he gets off the T's got distance, but he, he's horrible around the greens. He doesn't hit his irons nearly as well as Eric Cole and KBV you
1: about hostler. So I, I think Eric Cole's probably the, the smart money, Neil. That's, that's a good pick. Anybody else in this, uh, in this field sort of worth, uh, discussing, I mean, I feel like I was, it's weird to see Ricky, like basically, you know, in a 70 man field in the, in the sixties. I I would have thought that Rick would, you know, have a little more pride than that. No, I'm sorry, Rick. Uh, I feel like, you know, this is always a weird event, right? Like you, you're going, a lot of the players, especially ones with Japanese heritage are going over there. It's sort of important to them. That's obviously one of the reasons why Ricky plays, but uh, man, what a, what a sort of a lame showing by him. Uh, I I guess I will end our question this, Neil, it's not on the agenda. So I'm springing this on you guys doing it live. What kind of season do you expect from Akshay? uh, As as sort of going forward, he's he's in the 20s. uh, I think he's finished 21st this time. Uh, You know, he's he's won now on on the tour. He's going to be in more of these kind of bigger
2: events. I'm just, I guess, curious as to sort of thoughts overall. Well, I think that he's in the just outside the top hundred, so I think he's kind of on that that card. You know, like full status bubble. I think what would really, if he could get like, you know, his tour card, like a full status, I think he, consistency would, would be great. If he didn't have to, I feel like he's had to go to like Puerto Rico a lot, just a lot of auxiliary places, a little bit of, I don't know, stability for him would be good. Um, But I, you know what I, with uh, Aksha, he, I find his swing like magnetic. I really, really, really enjoy watching him hit the golf ball. I think it's, it's, uh, it's almost uh hip hypnotic. Like it's, it's crazy. The movie puts on it. So I hope that he is like, I hope I see him on my TV more in 2024. I'm rooting for him. Let me put it that way.
1: Pretty good. Just stats wise, uh, over the last year or so he's been, you know, approached 30th, uh, you know, and then strokes gained 30th off the tee. Uh, but putting is pretty pretty bad. 174th in putting in terms of uh, the events that he's been in. So, gotta gotta figure out what. I mean, he's one of those guys who does the arm lock thing. So if you're if you're starting with the arm lock and you're 175th in putting, yeah, could be yeah, could be tough. Uh, I would concerned. say the only other
2: guy I'd bring up is Sungjae M. I've been pretty disappointed with Sungjae. I, I was expecting a bigger 2023 season from him, and I feel like for a guy that hits it that good. Uh, I followed him for nine holes at the BMW Championship. I mean, he just flags it, man. And he, another guy that doesn't can't seem to get the ball in the hole. And I'm, I would like him to, to play better. Is is where I'm at with that. Yeah. <laughs> play better. I will play say the great. Better, the great.
1: <laughs> the great thing about the Sunjay thing, though, is he and and Siwoo Kim go on a medal in the Asian Games, so they don't have to serve their yes twenty one man months of mandatory military service, which has to be sort of a, a relief in some ways uh about their golfing careers I don't, I don't know how they feel about the skipping out on that sort of you know patriotic uh mm-hmm. <laughs> obligation but uh the idea of like w- look what happened to song moon bay's career when he had to go serve uh it and and now he and see Kim Kim do not have to it has to be like a good sign at least for their you know, don't have to take a 21 month break in the middle of their the prime of their career yeah.
2: Before we get to the uh, BMW ladies, I uh, just want to give a shout-out to Precision Pro. Guys, did you know we have our own rangefinder carry case now? Did you know that? Ooh. Yeah. No I Laying did. Up branded from yeah. Precision Pro. We've partnered with Precision Pro to customize the NX10 rangefinder with your favorite NLU designs to rep the pod on the course. Head to precisionprogolf.com forward slash NLU and use code Up, all one word, to save $20 on the rangefinder and case. We've been using the NX10 for almost a year and this rangefinder is excellent. Locks on to the target lightning quick and the additional features such as the slope switch, HD optics and magnetic cart mount make the NX10 our go-to choice on the course. You won't find a better customer care package in golf from free battery replacements to industry-leading customer service and a 90-day money back guarantee. Randy, we love those money back guarantees. There is a reason Precision Pro Golf is our trusted partner and has been for years. Don't wait. Go to precisionprogolf.com forward slash no laying up to save $20 and get your NLU rangefinder and carry case with code no laying up. Excited to be working with them on a future episode of uh, Taurus Sauce. So stay tuned for more on that, or f- excuse me, future season. All right, Mr. Big, we're going to stay, uh, stay in the neighborhood. Uh, BMW Ladies Championship over in korea minji lee minwoo league a great great weekend for the lee siblings wins the bmw ladies championship in a playoff over allison lee which i believe was allison lee's second runner-up finish of the bmw ladies championship uh randy were you able to uh to tune in i i tuned in bits and pieces
0: throughout the four days it it overnight event so I got to be very upfront and honest was was not watching live uh as the tournament concluded but I'd watched parts of uh all four rounds prior of course our young hitter Lauren Coglin had a great week we can, we can get there but yeah just a really class performance by Minji Lee um a few notes this is her second LPGA victory of the season. She won a little over a month ago in Cincinnati for the first time this season. I think interestingly, it's her 10th career LPGA victory, which puts her in pretty select company. Only two Australians uh, prior to yesterday had ever won 10 times on the LPGA tour. Of course, Kari Webb leading the way with 41 victories unbelievable. And then Jan Stevenson won 16 times. So Min Minji Lee joins uh, those two as Australian 10 time LPGA winners. Um, Minji joins five. Uh, there are now five people that have won at least twice on the LPGA Tour season. We have Lilia Vu and Celine Boutier each winning three times. And now Minji Lee, Jin Young Ko and Ronning Yin have won twice. She's just really good. I I think that's what it boils down to. Um, She won in a playoff, as you said, Neil, over Allison Lee. Allison actually did really well to get into the playoff. She she, uh, bogeyed her 70th hole, but then birdied. 17 and 18, her 71st and 72nd holes to force the playoff. Minji rolled in, uh, I I don't know, maybe a five-footer, little curler for birdie to win on the first playoff hole. Allison Lee had missed a little lengthier birdie putt and was in for par. So, um yeah I, I think Minji I, I don't know we can go down the leaderboard. there's some other finishes I want to highlight but Minji's just super solid. I, it's more of the same of what we've seen the last couple of years. Um, she, she's just always hangs around really really good ball striker and <laughs> surprise when the putter shows up and and she's making putts like she's one of the toughest women to beat out there on tour so good good win for her.
2: Before you go down the leaderboard, I, I do just want to call out uh, k- golf in Korea, especially this time of year. I don't think there's a place on the planet where fall pops more than Korea. Yeah. And looking at the videos that, that Solly and Tron and Cody did last year at, at this event and uh, a couple of film rooms while they were over in Korea. I mean, the, just the foliage, the hilltops, you can almost just it pops through the screen of like that looks like a crisp, just perfect autumn environment over there and it, and it always kind of shocks me and then you look like oh yeah i mean korea's pretty far north you know on the map and stuff but i know that's that's a, a little bit of a digression but I, I popped on the coverage briefly and same thing i'm like oh my god that just looks like you know perfect perfect autumn weather
0: yeah i totally agree with you it's um i, I think in some of those far-flung places especially in asia where i don't really know the you know, the geography, the land, all that well. Uh, it's nice to see true fall colors in Korea, Neil. And it's always fun to see the fan clubs. They were they were doing a pretty good job highlighting some of the different fan clubs. I mean, you said it, Solly and Cody and Tron went last year to the BMW Ladies Championship. And it just, how much the people of Korea love the women's game, It's it's really cool. And so tuning in, to coverage this week it's it's just fun to see uh women's events that are supported and you know treated like any other big sporting event it was really cool
1: I like watching Minji Lee Randy because it's just like as good of an iron player like it's maybe it's sort of fitting that Machine and Morikawa won in the same uh sort of week because she's I, I think I saw a stat where she's like actually better than anybody Including like all, you know, this is men and women from certain distances, whether it's like 100 and it's like 125 to like 200 yards out. She's like the best player in the world, iron wise, like even better than the men in terms of proximity to the hole. Like just a amazing, amazing golf swing. Yeah. It's uh,
0: those are the KPMG insights, which you got to take them with a little grain of salt. But I, I again, I beat this drum all the time. It would be so cool to have shot link data in the women's game because then you could have those comparisons right like hey let's take minji lee from 125 to 150 and you can have more of an apples to apples comparison with some of the best iron players in the men's game uh but yeah you're exactly right she she is just a a supreme ball striker um the Bugaboo has always been a little bit. The putter, I think that's a, a bit overblown. Um, but certainly when she's feeling it with the putter, like I said, it's uh, she is so tough to beat.
2: All right, Randy, take us
0: down the leaderboard. Yeah, uh, it was a really good leaderboard. Some, some names I want to highlight, and we don't have to go far. Lydia Ko finished solo third. Um, it's her first top ten on the LPGA Tour since her first start of the year back in February. And it's coming at a time, you know, she got really hot around this time last year she ended up winning the cme tour championship um but right now even with this solo third that moved her up to 101st in the race to the cme and you guys will know that the top 60 make the tour championship so She's got three more three possible starts. They they have two more events in Asia and then they come back to Florida and play the game bridge prior to the tour championship. So she's gonna need at least another really, really good week, if not, you know, a couple good weeks to to even make the tour championship. But it's nice to see a, a sign of life from Lydia.
1: Uh solo Randy, can I yeah, just please, throw in go ahead real quick in there? Like it's not only her first top ten; it's her first top thirty. Mm. Like she's been, she's finished outside the top thirty the entire season. I mean, I I know, like we love Lydia, and like she again, she's been super pleasant to deal with in person every time I dealt with her. But this season has been horrendous in terms of her standard. I mean, she started the year number one player in the world and didn't finish in the top thirty for eight months. Yeah that's that's fucking crazy
0: it is crazy I know I, I I'd like to blame it on getting married right what what other reason could there be no uh yeah yeah it's strange i I don't have a great answer for it except she just hasn't been playing very good golf but things can change in a, in a hurry so we'll see we'll see how she uh she strings the next couple of weeks together uh solo fourth I was gonna say angel yin Fresh off uh, her first career LPGA victory last week in China, she she finishes solo fourth. She's having an, an excellent year. She moves into the top ten in the races. CME. She's uh, seventh right now in the Player of the Year standings. It's just it's fun to see her really start to put it together. So and rocking uh,
2: a no laying up towel and rocking a no laying that? up towel. maybe the NLU bump. Who who can
0: say? Yeah, exactly. Uh, and then Ataya Titicum finished in a tie for fifth. She had struggled a little bit through the summer, but uh, has now had back to back weeks. She finished runner up last week in China, fifth this week. So she's has immense talent. I think she's probably the one that everybody's looking at. You know, who, who's the next young player on the women's tour that's going to win a major? I, I think it's probably Ataya Titicum. Lauren Coughlin, young hitter. She was she was sniffing around. She started the round tied for fourth. Uh, just didn't have the best Sunday. Finishes tied for 10th. But a really good result for her. She's just outside of that top 60, which is uh, really important for the Tour Championship. Because unlike the men, if you make it to the Tour Championship, everybody starts level par. There's There's no season-long handicapping. You just got to get into the women's tour championship to have a shot at. Uh, it's one of the most expensive purses in in their game outside of the majors. So big week, big week for them. Uh, Perrine Delacour went 66, 66. I believe we call that the Mackenzie Hughes on the weekend to finish tied for 13th. And then the last one I want to point out uh, was Sung Hyung Park. Former major winner, two-time major winner. She was the 2017 Rolex Player of the Year on the LPGA Tour. And guys, tied for 16th this week is by far her best finish of the year. You want to talk about somebody that has just fallen off a cliff. She's currently ranked 274th in the world. Um, I think she's battled some injuries. She's battled some driver possible yips. Uh, But tied for 16th is by far her best result on tour this year. So wanted to highlight that. And then just a quick note, uh, a sad note, Anna Nordquist, who was in this event, withdrew after the first round. She was flying back to the United States. Her ex-husband, Kevin McAlpin, who had been a a caddy, uh, he had caddied for Lexi Thompson, he had caddied for Martin Laird on the PGA Tour. He died suddenly. And Anna... And Kevin, it sounded like a very bad situation. I know they were going through a divorce, which was tough. Anna had spoken about it publicly at times. So just thoughts and prayers all around there. Kevin's family, and that's, that's a horrible situation. Um, but wanted to, wanted to shout that out briefly.
2: And the, uh, the women are off to uh, Malaysia this week? They are
0: yes, that's right. They they are halfway through a four week Asian swing right now. They are in Malaysia this week, as people are listening, and then they finish in Japan the Asian swing, and then they all come back to Florida for the Game Bridge, and then it's the Tour Championship. So three more events for people jockeying to get into the Tour Championship, and then the Tour Championship is going to be that weekend right before Thanksgiving
2: week. Love it. Uh, Well, guys, let's take it down to Miami for the uh, the live team championship. Uh, So watch, got to watch a little coverage, flipped it, flipped it over from college football on Saturday to watch. So uh, interesting format. They're doing that match play for the 12 teams. So it was the semifinal matches uh, on Saturday. The four aces, four aces beat the high flyers. The crushers beat the cliques. The range goats beat the fireballs and torque swept the stingers. So today, uh, Sunday, 1 p.m. Eastern, uh, all 48 players will play 18 holes in a shotgun start. Uh, so it's stroke play on Sunday in the final round with the four scores counting towards the team final, final score. So all four players on each team, all their scores will count. Uh, but only the four winners from Saturday's semifinals, so the four aces, crushers, range goats, and torque, will be competing for the $14 million Team top prize. It's a total purse of $50 million. Uh, the four teams that lost in the semis on Saturday will be playing for those uh spots five through eight. And then the remaining four teams will be playing for those spots nine through twelve. Randy, who you got, man? Let's <laughs> let's get a prediction. I know when people are listening to this, but uh, yeah, you know, well, let's let's put it, put it, set it in stone now and and um we can issue May a culpas if we're wrong. Who's who's Tron's team? The four aces? Is that the no cleeks, and it I think he lost fireballs. He's a big fan of fireballs. Oh, but they both Sergio's lost. Team. Well, yeah, I'm gonna so go with without. the four aces. Then I, that's I don't DJ's think DJ's
0: team. Yeah, who could possibly beat the four aces?
2: Uh, I would they're, say my my money's with the range goats. Uh, Taylor Gooch. Is that Bubba's? Yes, Bubba Taylor Gooch. Uh, he won the individual event in Jeddah, so 18 million bucks. That guy has just been printing money this year. He's made so much money uh playing golf on the live tour so uh good for him and uh it feels like he's playing good uh pretty good golf right now so i'm going with the range goats i think they get it done Uh, Sure. hopefully uh as you know as bubba said it just seems like a ton of interest in buying buying the team so maybe a team championship leads to a to a big deal uh for the range goats heading into 2024 kvv who do you think wins uh, I'm going to go with
1: the crushers because I think Bryson cares more about this than anyone. I think Bryson is truly, truly invested in the live product. Uh, so and he's playing some good golf lately. He's just, I think I saw he, he birdied like nine of 11 holes in one stretch. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to say that Bryson is going to lead his team to the title just because I, I would love to watch the Bryson speech and celebration uh, and the rambling about how, this is going to change the world, not just golf, but the, the future of the world.
2: Yeah. So I mean, that's, that's the, watched some of the matches yesterday. I wouldn't say it was great golf. DJ had a shank in his match against Phil. Um, but you know, it, it is still fun to watch Dustin Johnson play Phil Mickelson in a match, you know, match play situation. So I probably found it somewhat entertaining. Randy, did you catch any of it? I flipped
0: it on a little bit Saturday. Um, it was on the CW here in Denver. And I was like, Oh, you know, kind of scrolling through the guide, and and I did flip it on. I I know this makes me sound like a fuddy duddy, Neil. What do you think about just the constant music going? And I I just find that the telecast to be too much. I, I I understand that. I think the music would be wonderful for the people on site, but I find it very distracting as a television viewer. I, I don't
2: I I don't like it. Yeah, you can kind of hear it in the background. It just maybe it's because we're like you know you, it, it's tough to build up the drama when there's just like auxil. like you almost feel like there's just a lot of stuff going on yeah like whereas and normally in a golf tournament and this is not like a comment on like music versus no music but it, it feels like when it gets dead silent it builds the drama and so like that match with phil and 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 dj was coming down to like it's a shotgun so i don't know what hole they were on but they're down like the last one or two holes and it was a drivable par four and Phil had this like a hundred foot putt where he had to like put it through the fringe. And he was like, there. He, you could tell he was like, there's a bunch of people moving around behind the flag. And he was like trying to wait for them to, to stop. But basically there's probably like a party going on back there where the DJ yeah. is. And it's like, well, yeah, kind of like, what do you expect? You know, but like, nobody's really focused on the match that's being played. Um, and then just the other thing is like, I'm all about shorts, but man, there are just some bad shoe sock combos. I mean, Cam Tringali continues to wear some of the worst like golf fashion I've ever seen where they wear these like long crew socks. that are like multicolored with like gray shoes. It's like, what are we doing? Uh, I will say though, on the flip side of that, I think Dustin Johnson's golf fashion has like gotten so, so, so much better now that he has that whatever clothing company sponsors the four aces and he's wearing like really clean foot joys like the f- getting him out of adidas stuff was was like the best thing that ever happened to dj he looks like a proper ass golfer out there um whereas a lot of these guys are dressing like clowns with the with the crew socks and and these love and I, I, i'm just gonna say the fucking logos still it's just like i can't believe these this clip art stuff is still it's still no, what we're, it just, we're going with it's unbelievable
0: um, i know it it, it. It goes back and forth between being just like a little bit Mickey Mouse for me. Uh, but then you said, like, yeah, here's Phil Mickelson playing Dustin Johnson. Like, that's that's intriguing,
2: right? Uh I, I,
0: I let don't me know. put it this
2: way. I had no I, like it's it's entertaining enough for me. My my wife was like, What is going on? This is great Like, this leaderboard's like giving me a migraine. You know, there's yeah, just a lot just of colors. That's it's what just, I mean. You don't really know what's going on and but like, is it to flip it on for 20 minutes or an hour? Like, was it entertaining? Like, yeah, sure. I could have it on in the background. But like, is that, if you were asking me, is that worth like $50 million purse? It's like, ah, man, I don't think so. You know, like, I feel like, right. I don't know if the the payoff is worth what's, what, what the product is being put out there. So, and why are, why have we ditched match play for the finals of the team event? That's, that's, I think that doesn't make they, sense to me it's the classic issue with match play to begin with. I think for the on-site spectators, like match play is just tough because there's not a lot of golf on the course. So I think yeah. it's like, Oh cool. We want to make sure that we get everybody
1: they out there in these, this team shotgun, team. all
2: 12, all 48 so. guys are playing so that fans can go watch all the golf. I I'm assuming that's the reason.
1: Okay. I think, look, I've had many, many hours on this podcast to talk about my moral objections to live, but from a, competitive standpoint i still feel like if i'm going to take this seriously as a a concept i feel like it's still stuck between stations right to to throw out an old old steady reference like it doesn't know whether it wants to chase owgr points it doesn't know if it wants to be like serious it doesn't know if it wants to be an entertainment product like i actually think that the concept for the championship is pretty cool like as you said guys playing each other in these match play things i wish that they could just lean all into that basically say like hey all the stroke play stuff that we're trying to kind of like hoover up, you know, these theoretical WGR points that we feel like we're being cheated out of. We'll put that aside for this event because our whole concept is team golf, right? We love the team element of it. Like if they would lean into that, I'd probably be like, yeah, man, like I, I want to watch the high flyers versus the range goats in this semifinal match. And I'm going to get as much camera shots of Taylor Gooch, you know, and Bob Watson, like taking on Phil and whoever other knuckleheads are on his team, I think that would be fun. I might be compelled to do that. But when you split it up and then you're trying to tell me, like, oh, it's actually a team thing, but also it's the stroke play thing, and it's worth twenty five million here, but for it's just becomes too nonsensical. i I do want to ask you guys before we kind of like move on from this, Phil's comments at the beginning of the week said, yeah, he was asked if he thought that more like high level PGA Tour players were going to join live. And he said, no. I don't think that I know that. I know that there are many people who are going to come. Phil Ever, the salesman, is still sort of leaning into this heel character a little bit. Uh, just curious to what you guys thought of those things. Like, is are we going to see something that come? You know, the, the framework agreement doesn't quite get, you know, nailed down. Uh, they, they dropped the element in the framework agreement that said they couldn't try to poach each other's players because they sort of got word. The Justice Department was like, oh, hell no, that is not going to be legally tenable what if a john rom like gets 300 million dollars to you know he, he knows he's in the next five years of majors now with, with his master's win is that a possibility come the spring when we don't when we sort of decide whether this is framework thing is going forward or not
2: oh, man i don't know it's been really quiet jesus <laughs> kvv on just the on to, the framework.
1: yeah here, we're just talking about whether well, the range no, goes here I am pull thinking off like, to victory. We're just I, trying to steer it home
2: at the end of our year. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, you know, November, December is usually pretty quiet. Like, I got a bad feeling that it's yeah. not going to be very quiet this year. It um,
0: exactly. sounds like the agreement's guys, dead. It sounds yeah. like the agreement's yeah. not going to happen. That's a total shock. Uh, I, I, it just leads me to believe, man, they really, really both sides just didn't want to go to court because for the PGA to just cede any moral high ground that easily uh, makes me question the tactics, I guess. Uh, yeah, I, I think we'll see some player movement. I would be shocked if it was like a super ho- high profile guy like John Rom, as you say KVV. I mean, the, the last group of guys that left were what your Brendan Steels and Danny Lee's. And I, I could see, some more guys like that who don't necessarily move the needle anywhere um but i would be floored if it was a you know cream of the crop pga tour guy, and i don't guess.
2: know it seems like they're you know the tgl stuff is i keep seeing an announcements for that weekly i still don't know what what's going on there uh but it feels like that is a way to get these guys you know some money and you see names like Cantlay, and Xander, like all some of these guys that have been rumored to be unhappy are all signing up for the TGL. I got to think that that comes with some, I, I, I feel like that probably holds the line for another season, if that makes sense. For, for the top, let's call it top 20 guys, you know, of like uh, the big names of like, no, you know what, let's, I, I could see them saying like, okay, you're going to, you know, this is worth my time. You're going to pay me for it. And I'll see how this goes for a year. So I don't know if there's going to be a ton of player movement in early 2024, but I could see, like, at the end of 2024, it, it you know, that stuff doesn't go well or whatever. I, I just, um, I know the... Because
0: I would say, Neil, sorry, I would say important in that is assuming that the, the framework agreement is dead, it seems like the Tour is pursuing outside investment from some group. So I, I think it'll be important to your point, not only the TGL, but to see what type of investment, outside investment, is made. Because I, I know the, side. The,
2: the PIF and and Live, yes, they have deep pockets, and you you know it, it's good, It's tough to to fight that, but at some point, you know, I feel like they have to look at this LIV thing and be like, just with the TV rights, and it doesn't seem to be like there's going to be a financially viable tour if they're giving out $50 million for this event. And, you know, you hear like the sports books say, like, nobody's betting on this, like, which basically means like, mm-hmm. you know, it's tough to turn that on instead of college football, right? Like it's
1: no one is watching. Know. Okay. Like we can debate like the merits of whether it's good or whether it's moral, or whatever. No one is watching. It has gotten no traction whatsoever with the public at large. So is like the KSA going to be sort of happy with the return which i i've always sort of theorized it's sort of at the corporate level right if you have Phil Mickelson on your squad or Dustin Johnson on your squad and you can then get some him to play with some ceo uh who is interested in investing in Saudi Arabia who feels like uh it's a it's going to be a worthwhile thing but isn't quite sure like how it's going to be perceived within his board of directors or whatever. That's to me still worthwhile if you're live, if you wanted to do that thing. But in terms of like uh, it ever having any kind of return, I just do not see it. Like who it may my mind will change. If one of these teams, if the you know four races sells for a billion dollars, that's always been the sort of thing that they're thinking is going to start to bring back some of this money. I just cannot imagine like when F1 teams are not selling for that, uh, how in the world, like a collection of four dipshit golfers is going to, is, is wearing cartoon logos, is ever going to bring in that kind of investment? But maybe, like, maybe if you're willing to bring in like Russian oil money or, you know, certain money from Southeast Asia or whatever, I, I just, it, it makes no sense to me. And yet they're going to keep going. There's all this talk this week. Poulter's going on and on about it. Kimer's going on and on about it. They're all doing their salesman pitch of, We've talked to his excellency and we think it's, we're totally reassured for the following season. Like it, it's going to go on and on. We're going to be here for generations. DJ had a little speech about it. I'm like, all right, man, cool for you. But I, I guess if the PIF doesn't come to an agreement with the PGA tour and they, and the PGA tour goes private equity and they're able to keep, you know, ROM to me, it seems like a huge linchpin because I truly don't care. Like if Patrick or Xander were to leave, I do not think it would make any difference in the pga tours product but if rom left it would i think be a significant sort of shockwave event let's say that the pga tour is able to hold on to all their people and they get private equity money to do it and they're dumping all this money into tgl and they're essentially saying like please please play this video game golf what is the like point of live going forward in terms of it's never going to build an audience it, it has to be only has to be at the corporate level because i just don't understand who's ever going to catch on. They would have it would have caught
2: on in some no, sense. No, that's my now. point. I think a couple of things there is I, I I don't think I don't think they're going away, but I I would think that it would be hard for them to pour more money into it. That's why I don't think there's going to be like some massive like $300 million player signing. But I can see them being like, "No, let's stick to the plan. Let's see how we do in 2024." Yeah. Um I mean, it, like yeah, I'm just uh I think the buzz of it this year just feels so yeah. nothing. Well, but, it like, does at least last year we were talking about it. Like they, <laughs> the stuff internationally, like stuff down in Australia, it's almost like they'd have a better chance yeah. if they just went more worldwide. But I guess those markets aren't big enough to justify. They still have to have the U.S. in some capacity. You know what I mean? That's where the money, the money is from a, a sponsor standpoint. But yeah, I'm with you on the uh, I'm <laughs> The simple answer is, man, I don't know. <laughs> just You're a little, right. I'm right. just a little exhausted, but. If, you know what it was kind of it was fun to tune in and, and see what oh this is what you guys have been up to. That's uh this is this is this is cool. <laughs> cool
0: it, it it left me I didn't watch a ton on Saturday. It it truly was like, hey, it seems like you guys have your thing and if you guys like it, cool. Like it's just not for me. I, I and I don't know how else to say it. It's like I, I just not what I'm looking for as, and there are plenty of problems with the PGA Tour broadcast. Right? Yeah, and and for that we, record,
2: like, neither is like the Zozo in Japan. Like, right. I don't need to be watching that either, right? Like, it's fall, right. Like It's not golf season for me. Like, I'm, I'm, there's a, there's a playoff baseball, there's football to watch. Like, I'm, I'll be, I'll be back in January is kind of where I'm at. So, uh, that's not like, I wouldn't say that's a glowing endorsement of like, God, you, you didn't tune into the Zozo. I can't believe that. Like, you, you, you missed out. No, I, I guess
0: the problem from Live would be this is one of their two big weeks, right? They yes. they just had their individual championship, and this is supposed to be the team championship, and like it, it just doesn't hook me at all as as a television product. You know, I, yeah. I don't, I, I just don't see path to like oh my god this is a huge and and, and the 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 party early in the week like the, there just seems to be such a disconnect between like them wanting to make golf this cool hip thing and, and me thinking like guys golf like in here it's just
2: never gonna be that cool it's just yeah. not that cool <laughs> no it's not might not be like a a growth opportunity no like it'll it'll, it'll be sustainable it'll be around but like it, it might not be this like wildly profitable it's sports it's
0: not sexy it's
1: not yeah. like that's not what golf is
2: and that's okay you know,
1: that's i was okay. gonna <laughs> right? be, be really funny if the masters like decided to do it like we do the risk club championship we're like all right the team that wins gets all these births and the uh all the guys on that team get a berth into the masters so they make the team aspect a dogfight. Yeah. fight make them just all these guys just fucking going at each other for, for a master's birth. But screw the individual stroke play stuff. We can't judge that. Let's just lean into the team element of it.
2: Um, all right. Well, good luck, to, uh, good luck to my range goats today. Um, anything else, guys? No. I, I just think
0: uh, weeks like this underscore my larger feeling of I, I think it would do well for professional golf to just go away for a little while and let people miss it. And, and then come back and and like build excitement for a new season. I, I just feel like the, all this these fall tournaments I, I I do think golf from a from a spectator standpoint from just comparing it to other professional sports leagues like you just have to go away to let people begin to miss it and then come back. And, Which and I think we're getting, we're getting closer
2: that. to that though with this fall season not really counting towards entry into the next seat, like, you know, not forcing the top guys to play in these events. Like I feel like the the top players are getting some time off, which is kind of the, the best first step towards that reality, Randy.
1: Yeah,
0: that's,
2: that's fair.
1: It's true. It's truly the only sport. I mean, I guess tennis is like this, but where it's just, it's ongoing. It's ever present. There's never a time. It's like, if, if, if you lived in a place like where it was always summer, you would probably like kind of get bored of summer. And yet, when you live in a place that has seasons, that, that winter might be a little bit bleak. But, man, it sure feels good when spring comes yep. around. And that would be kind of cool if golf had such a thing.
2: All right. Well, uh, just a couple of in-house announcements. We, like I said at the top, new FootJoy Fall Collection is live in the No Laying Up Pro Shop, store.nolayingup.com. Randy, we got some custom strap polos in there. People should check those out a little bit. I cool just lab. ordered one for myself, Neil. I love it. I got it. one coming. Uh, a little multi-print joint that we put together with FootJoy. Some woven hoodies. Uh, we have a, a a big restock on the ladies' collection, so women's apparel. We've got both FootJoy stuff, Roback stuff. Um, so if you're looking for something for uh, a woman in your life that golfs, check that out. Or if you're listening and you're a woman, please check that out. Uh, and then also some kids' apparel, you know? Some, some, uh, oh. some, some junior hitter stuff in there. So check it out. KBV, anything we should be looking for from you coming up? uh yeah we got a couple uh, of uh sort of
1: writing pieces that we're sort of still churning on uh and uh you know one of them from our our young young man ben who's uh wrote a piece about uh first time truly playing lynx golf and how it unlocks some things in his brain i'm really kind of excited about that writing debut for ben sally has got a a piece that uh, he's been working on kind of contrasting some of the the changes that baseball has made to sort of save itself as a sport uh and uh and what golf could learn from that i'm excited about that so this should be uh, a drop in i think uh, either this week or, or the following
2: all right so. and then uh ben and Sally, look out for some coverage from them they're going down under to the uh, asia pacific amateur uh down at royal melbourne in australia so we'll have some some content around that this week uh randy and i breaking down the census the NLU census results on the nest pod this week Woo. so nest members take a look look out for that um yeah i think that's it good stuff guys thanks for paying attention for the substitute teacher hey you
1: know it's you're you're a great substitute neil i'm gonna give you great reviews if uh if i ever get on rate mr Presbo, you
2: know keeping a- <laughs> control of the cross today um all right Love let's it. go watch some football what do you say
0: Yeah, there we go. All right, love it. Bye,
2: you guys. Bang a ling. Be the right club. Be the right club
0: today. Johnny, that's
1: better than most. How about him? That is better than most. Better than most.
2: Expect any.